0: My name is Marizal and I will be your online host for today. If this is your first time visiting us, we would love to hear from you. You can text new to 604-285-5770 and we will mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. We are thrilled to have you here at Thrive. Parents, remember to visit mythrive.info forward slash Thrive Kids for the weekly kids activities including the worship video and the teaching video and some discussion questions for the whole family. We also have the Zoom class every Sunday from 10.45 am to 11.15 am. At Thrive Kids, we make sure that the kids have an amazing experience online, just like their parents. We have entered the winter season. It is cold and dark outside. However, living in Vancouver, we're blessed to be able to enjoy various kinds of winter activities. What's your favorite winter activity? Share it with the people watching with you or in the chat room. Miss seeing you here at Thrive. Take a selfie of yourself watching from home and share it on your social media. Don't forget to add ThriveChurchOnline. And now let's get ready for the message today.
1: Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and I am so excited to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church Online. And if you are a guest here, if you are a first-time guest here, then we especially want to welcome you. You're what we call our VIP. Everyone say our VIP. And you are someone we want to especially welcome today. In fact, we've got a gift that we want to give to you just to say thank you so much for joining us here at Thrive Church Online today. It's your very own Thrive Church stainless steel water bottle. It's waiting just for you. If you want to go to mythrive.info and touch the button that says new to Thrive, we would love to send this straight to your door and just a big, big welcome to you. Maybe you stumbled upon us online. Maybe a friend invited you. Either way or whichever way you came here, we are just so glad you came. Can we give all of our VIPs a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Let's welcome them today. So good to have you here. In fact, we have a saying here at Thrive, which is that welcoming isn't just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome one another to church today? If you've got a chat room in front of you, would you use your chat room and just welcome one another to church today? Maybe you're sitting beside someone. Give them a high five, a handshake, air, a hug, an air high five, an air handshake, an air hug, whatever is appropriate. And let's welcome one another to the house of God today. You guys are an amazing church, and it is always such a joy to be with all of you. And right now, before I introduce our very special speaker for today's message, I want to let you know that this year of 2021, we were off and running with this brand new year, and our theme for 2021 is contagious hope. It's because we believe that hope is not just a feeling, hope is a person. His name is Jesus. And because of Jesus, not only do we have have the opportunity to catch hope, but we also have the ability to spread hope. And that's what we intend to do in this 2021 year. I look forward in the next upcoming weeks to let you know of different ways that we plan to spread contagious hope in this 2021 year. But in the meantime, we are going to get ready for a powerful message. And I want to let you know is that if you are new to Thrive, if you just recently joined us, even just today, we want to invite you to be part of something that we call Me. Meet the Pastors. Meet the Pastors is just an opportunity for us to finally get to meet you because we're doing everything online right now, so we've never seen your face, we've never met you before. We'd love to meet you online at our Meet the Pastors event happening on Sunday, January 17th. That is next week. And so if you've just joined us today, or you joined us since Christmas, or you joined us since Thanksgiving, It's you've never met us before, we would love to meet you, and we would love to just have this casual, informal way just to say hi, and. If you have any questions about Thrive Church, we'd love to answer them. Get ready for Meet the Pastors. Sign up at mythrive.info to be part of that. We can't wait to see you praise god well hey in addition to meet the pastors one other thing i want to let you know about is here at thrive church we are constantly expanding the things that we do and one of the things that we are doing right now is we're looking to expand our media team here at thrive media is a huge part of what we do and we are looking for people who are willing to spend their time and their talents or maybe you have no experience in it but you just have an interest in it in doing things like video recording video editing sound editing the website development we would love it if you have any interest in that at all and you want to be part of using what you got to serve God and to serve his church then I want to encourage you to sign up you can either email us at info at thrivechurch.ca or you can go to mythrive.info and click that link or that button that says serving team sign up we would love to get connected with you to see how you can get involved using your time and your talents to serve God and his church will you turn to neighbor and say let's serve God with what we got Let's serve God with what we got. Praise God. Big thank you to those of you who are going to do that. Now, right now, I want to invite you to get your Bibles. If you didn't bring a Bible, that's okay. But if you have a Bible, I encourage you to grab that right now. And we're just going to make this our way of getting our hearts ready for the message today. And so I would encourage you, if you have a Bible like mine, maybe it's a paper Bible, maybe it's a phone you download the Bible into, I want you to just hold it up in here like so. And let's make this proclamation together as we get ready for the message today. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's Word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, by the way, if you're new to church, you've never been to church before other than, you know, being here at Thought Church Online. If you're new to the Bible, you're new to, you know, the Christian faith, all that stuff, we are especially thrilled that you're here. We exist for you, and we hope that you find that this is a safe place where you can just be yourself, where you can find community, where you can find some hope and some encouragement to help you as you begin a new week. And also, if you've got any questions, we hope that we can be a place where you can hopefully find some answers to those questions, no matter what. Part of the journey you might be on. You can go to mythrive.info if you're interested in things like baptism, if you're interested in getting baptized, if you want to join a small group, we highly encourage you to do those things. And so you can go to mythrive.info. It's everything you need all in one place in terms of next steps that you can take here at Thrive Church. And so I encourage you to do that. Today, we are extremely blessed because Pastor Nick Osborne is here to bring the word to us. Pastor Nick Osborne is the pastor of Lighthouse Christian Church in Steveston here in BC, Canada, and every time he comes, we are so blessed by the things that he shares. He's one of my favorite preachers here in the city, and I'm so glad that he's here. I'm so thankful that he's here. Uh, he and his love wife, Jamie, they are an amazing couple, and we are so blessed that uh, we can call them our dear friends here at Thrive, if you believe that, say amen. And so with that in mind, let's welcome Pastor Nick Osborne here today as he
2: brings the message to us right now. Thank you, Pastor JB, for that introduction. Good morning, Thrive Church. It is always a pleasure to be with you. I love coming to share uh, God's word with you. Uh, Every time I get to be here, it is such a delightful church. You are a wonderful community, and I love being here with you. And it's a pleasure to be here with you on the second Sunday of 2021. It is about time. Hey, about time we have made it into 2021 because 2020, it took a long time to get through. It was a strange year. And, and be honest with me. Let me ask you a question. Um, in the past 10 months, uh, have you ever felt like just a little under the weather or, you know, you got a little bit of a scratchy throat or something and you thought, oh no, what if, Right. We're all a little more conscientious about spreading or contracting something contagious. And that's why I love Thrive Church's theme for the beginning of 2021, this idea of contagious hope. I mean, if we're going to spread something, let's spread the hope we have in Jesus. But what are the... What are the symptoms of contagious hope? How do you know if you have contagious hope? Uh, Thankfully, we don't need to get tested for it like we do with COVID. I'll be honest with you, uh, two times... Two times in 2020, I had to get tested for COVID. Both times were negative, uh, praise the Lord. But the first time that my wife, Jamie and I, we went for testing, she went first. And if if you've been tested, then, then you know what I'm about to say because they took that Q-tip swab And that thing, just as it went into the nose, it just kept going and going and going. And I thought, where is that going? And what's going to happen to me when it's my turn? So I am very glad that when we think of the idea of contagious hope, there's no testing like that. But there are symptoms there are symptoms that we carry with us contagious hope because people who, who carry Jesus with them, people who carry his spirit within them are on this journey to being fully alive. And when we, we, when we live life like we are fully alive, it's contagious. It makes others want to be fully alive. And so you, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are already a carrier. You are already a carrier. You carry his spirit with you. And as you live your life fully alive as God intends, people say, I want what you have. So when you think of being fully alive, what comes to mind for you? Like if if we if you or maybe a better question would be when do you feel most fully alive? When do you feel totally engaged with life? When do you feel like totally in the flow, connected, joyous, alive? Can you describe what that feeling is for you? And so today I want to explore the idea of being fully alive right? And if we want to be fully alive with contagious hope, we need to look at the words of scripture because the Bible is a book about being fully alive. It talks about being renewed. It talks about being refreshed. It talks about experiencing life like we never dreamed possible, life as it was meant to be lived. But the Bible also tells us that God is the source of this life. And that makes sense, right? Because if God is the designer of life, if he is the creator of life, like the Bible says he is, then it makes sense that he would know what will truly make us be and feel fully alive. And one of the dilemmas that we face in humanity is that we cannot renew ourselves right? But even though we cannot renew ourselves, we are always seeking renewal. Humanity has this God-given desire to be fully alive. And so if you're watching today and you're thinking to yourself, I want to be fully alive. If you have that desire, if you want to experience life at its fullest, that is a desire that God has given you, and it is meant to draw you closer and closer to him, the source of life. So there's lots of, there's lots of Bible passages we can pick, pick from, um, but today I wanted to focus on John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. So I'm going to read it to you, uh, and, and this translation comes from a translation called The Voice, So John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. On the last day, the biggest day of the festival, Jesus stood again and spoke aloud. And he said, if any of you is thirsty, come to me and drink. If you believe in me, the Hebrew scriptures say that rivers of living water will flow from within you. Jesus was referring to the realities of life in the spirit made available to everyone who believes in him. But the spirit had not yet arrived because Jesus had not been glorified. So let me just give you a bit of background as to what's going on here in this scene. Uh, It talks about uh, that this is the biggest day of the festival. And the festival that John is writing about here is the Feast of Tabernacles. So the Feast of Tabernacles, it was established as a a, a memorial to the wandering of Israel in the wilderness, where food and water were scarce. And the wilderness wanderings in the desert— uh, there were this time in the desert where, where God pruned his people. God is always in the business of pruning his people and pruning us. And so God speaks about pruning um, in Isaiah chapter 58. And in this case, he's talking about self-pruning through spiritual disciplines like fasting. But he ends this, uh, he ends this idea of pruning with this promise. This is in uh, Isaiah 58, verse 11. The eternal one will never leave you. He will lead you in the way that you should go. When you feel dried up and worthless, God will nourish you and give you strength. And you will grow like a garden lovingly tended. You will be like a spring whose water never runs out. And so here in John chapter 7, Jesus says, I am the source of that water. If anyone is thirsty, let him, let her come to me and drink. And he didn't, this is a beautiful thing. He didn't just kind of whisper this as an aside to his disciples. Scripture says that he stood up and he said this in a loud voice. Other translation says he cried out. So picture this. This is the last and the greatest day of the feast. This feast that commemorates these desert wanderings. And if we're honest, these last 10 months for some people have been some desert wanderings. But so everyone is here and they are gathered for a very solemn and liturgical ceremony where priests would take water from the pool of Siloam and they would circle the altar seven times and then they would pour out the water on top of the altar to commemorate God's promise for forgiveness and renewal. And at this moment, Jesus stands up and he cries out above everything and he says, "The water in the desert left our forefathers spiritually unsatisfied. Are you thirsty? Come to me and drink." And then streams of living water will flow From within you, you will be fully alive. You will have this contagious hope. And he said a very similar thing to the woman at the well in John chapter four. And I believe he says the same thing to Thrive Church this morning. Are you feeling unsatisfied? Are you thirsty? Do you want to be fully alive? Do you want to? a contagious hope, then come to me and drink. Jesus promises that those who seek him will become fully alive. So what does this look like? What does it look like to be fully alive? And I think in this scripture and in all of Scripture, really, there are kind of three elements that keep standing out to me about what it means to be fully alive. And the first thing that stands out to me is the idea of restoration, right? If any of you is thirsty, come to me and drink. Let this, let this water nourish you. Let this water restore you. Now John writes uh, in this passage that Jesus was speaking about the Holy Spirit who had not yet arrived, but whom would be made available to everyone who believes in Jesus. The Holy Spirit, he connects believers to the Father and to the Son. So any fear about being disconnected from God can be abandoned. The creator of the universe dwells within his people. If you are a follower of Jesus, the Spirit dwells within you, lives within you, will sustain you, will accomplish impossible things through you. And so here, Jesus is offering this restoration of connection. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. But when we look at the theme of of restoration across scripture throughout the Bible, this promise of restoration and the kind of restoration that we need to be fully alive, it's even bigger than the connection between us and God because the restoration that Jesus accomplished with his death and his resurrection the kind of restoration we need to be fully alive, and the connection that Jesus offers those who believe in him today, it is a four-way restoration. First, he talks about, Scripture talks about this, this restoration and connection to God. Jesus offers us restoration and connection to God. But Jesus also offers us restoration and connection to God to our neighbor to others right he restores that relationship and he says now you start living my love toward other people as well but jesus also offers a rest a level of restoration and connection with ourselves So many of us, we live life with this glittering image, pretending to be someone we're not. And often, not even knowing who we truly are on the inside. But Jesus offers us this connection back to who we are, to, to be the people that God has made us to be. And Jesus offers, Scripture talks about this restoration and connection between us and God's creation. And it may be a bit of an aside here, but, but I have to be honest. I, I hear this from, from followers of Jesus. And, and sometimes Christians can be very poor caretakers of the earth. right? I, I hear them say, well, the earth is going to be renewed, so it doesn't matter what we do to it today. But that's a very unbiblical point of view. As followers of Jesus, we should be the leaders of, of environmental stewardship, because we are caring for connection. When you walk down the street and you pick up a piece of litter and you put it in the garbage, you are taking care of your inheritance, right? You are taking care of God's earth. And it's a beautiful thing. But as we know from Genesis chapter three, because of sin, we suffer fractured relationships Disconnection in all four directions. But in Jesus, with Jesus, we can become fully alive and experience a restored. Connection in each of these relationships. I love this book that I I just read um, by Jonathan Merritt called "Learning to Speak God from Scratch." And in it, he talks about the concept, this idea of sin. Like, how do we define what sin is? Because sometimes we just think, "Well, sin is you know I break a rule," and and but it's much bigger and different than than that. That's a very narrow view of what sin is. So according to Jonathan Merritt, he says sin is anything that robs us of the fullness of life or anything we've done to rob another person of the fullness of life. So in that sense, sin is like a thief. If you think of the word flourishing, as describing being fully alive. Like when, when we are fully alive, we are flourishing. Then sin is anything that does not promote flourishing. Things that, that add to our sense of disconnection from God or others or self or creation. Things that work against flourishing. This is what sin is. And this is where we get back to that idea from the Old Testament, of uh, this idea of the Hebrew word shalom or peace, right? And, and it's much more that idea of shalom or peace is more than, than the, the absence of conflict like we think of it today. Shalom, God's shalom, is the way things are supposed to be. Complete wellness, total peace, total harmony in life all things reconciled all things restored and sin is whatever um, whatever contributes to to life being less than God intends so sin works for disconnection it fractures relationships and the ultimate disconnection that sin brings is death that is an ultimate disconnection from all things but Jesus promises restoration and connection and when you you carry that with you, you have a very contagious hope, because people want to feel connected. They want to feel connected to life. They want to feel connected to their neighbor. They want to feel connected to who they are. They want to feel connected to God himself. And that can only be found in Jesus. And he robs sin of its ultimate weapon, death, with his resurrection, he says, sin, you think that death is the ultimate disconnection? Well, not even death can keep, can keep people disconnected from God anymore because I am alive. That is an amazing, amazing promise. But there's more. There's more to being fully alive than the idea of restoration because the idea of, of being fully alive also carries with it this concept of transformation, So to be fully alive, it means we are experiencing restoration in our life, and it also means we are experiencing transformation in our life. And in the passage we read, uh, Jesus says, if you believe in me, the Hebrew scriptures say that rivers of living water will flow from where? From within you. Meaning, there is this level of transformation that begins to happen from the inside out. Thirsty people who come to Jesus discover he offers transformation. And the transformation he offers, he offers like an internal transformation. He begins to change our character, right? But he also offers an external transformation in that he begins to change the circumstances around us. And so how do we experience transformation? I have said this before as when I have come to uh, speak here at Thrive, but the way and really the only way we experience transformation is by listening to and obeying Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. As we listen to and obey Jesus, our circumstances begin to change. As we listen to and obey Jesus, our character begins to change. And this, Jesus says, is a promise for everyone. He says, whoever believes in me will experience this full aliveness, this restoration, this transformation. So to be fully alive, we do need to experience this restoration with God and others and self and creation. And we need to to experience this transformation, this internal character transformation and this external circumstance transformation. And again, this only happens to its fullest extent with Jesus. Like you and I, we can experience some level of character growth um, through self-help books, for example. And even maybe through willpower to say, "I'm, I'm just gonna, stop doing this and I'm going to start doing this. But that is not enough to feel fully alive. Because we are talking about this authentic transformation where depth and obedience replace shallowness and play acting. And I mentioned earlier, like, unfortunately, there is play acting among Christians, right? We pretend to be okay when we're not okay. We pretend to be more engaged with God than we actually are. We pretend to be happier than we actually feel. We all love to display this glittering image to other people because we want them to think a certain way about us. But to be fully alive to experience the joy of being known and loved by God and being known and loved by other people is to have this level of authenticity, right? If If we are always hiding our true selves from people and that person says, I love you, always in the back of our mind, we'll be thinking, well, if they really knew me, would they say those words? If they really knew me, would they hang out with me? Would they be my friend? If they really knew me, would would they spend time with me? But on the other hand, if we are fully known and fully loved, then we know we are safe. We know we are with people who know us and love us. And that is is how God is with you right now. I mean, he fully knows you. And fully loves you, which makes him, in that sense, safe. He will will never abandon you. He will never say, oh, I didn't know that about you. I'm out of here, right? He will never forsake you is his promise. But as we take on that, that, that idea of vulnerability, to be honest with other people, then we can be known and loved. And I know vulnerability is difficult. And we just traveled through the Christmas season and the incarnation, which is, you know, God at his most vulnerable being born as a, as a fragile, frail, needy, dependent human baby. And he did that out of love. And so if Jesus can take on that level of vulnerability and then Jesus is in you, as you decide to follow him, he gives you the power to take on that level of vulnerability, to really take that risk, to be known. And I know that if we do that, we will still be loved. And then we start to feel safe and we start to feel at peace and at ease. And it brings that sense of being fully alive. Because to be fully alive, we need that true and deep and obedient transformation. And when, when this begins to happen, when we begin to experience transformation in our character, when we begin to experience what it's like to be known and loved, then we begin to walk with a strength and a confidence that we did not have before, not only in God's work in our life, but also in the love of the people around us. And we begin to carry this contagious hope that God is moving us to wellness. He is moving us to a place of connection and health with ourselves, with him, with others, with creation. He is moving us into his shalom. God intends for his full life to impact your life. And he intends for his full night life to impact the very heart of Thrive Church, to shake us all into action, which leads to our final element of being fully alive so we have this idea of restoration we have this idea of transformation but to be fully alive requires one more thing it requires a sense of adventure right so it says here that jesus was referring to the realities of life in the spirit made available to everyone who believes in him now, if we were to back up into the book of Isaiah, uh, we would see in Isaiah chapter 44, verse three, that, uh, that God says, I will pour out water to quench your thirst and I will irrigate your parched fields and I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. There is more to being fully alive than just receiving Because the water that Jesus promises, it's a river, not a pond, right? So it pours through you. It doesn't just pour into you and stay there. It pours into you, but just like a river, it continues to flow out of you. It flows from your innermost being to the world around you. And that's why you're contagious, right if if that full life if that water of life just stayed here and it didn't go anywhere then no one could catch what we have cuz it's all in here but as it flows through from our innermost being and flows out of us to other people we become this contagious hopeful person right that's what makes us so contagious we wouldn't be contagious to anyone without that i mean restoration it is awesome If you have experienced restoration in a relationship, then you know how beautiful that is, right? Transformation is crucial. If you look back 10 years prior, you are probably a different person today than you were 10 years ago because God's at work in you. And he says, when I begin a good work, he says this in Philippians 1, right? If I begin a good work in you, I will not stop. I will carry on through, (laughs) until the day Jesus returns, right? So he who began a good work in you is gonna see that through to completion. So transformation, crucial and awesome, but you will not be fully alive until you start living the incredible adventure of God's mission. We are called to bring Jesus to others that they may become fully alive. So our life takes on a new sense of purpose as we serve God in his mission to restore the world and to transform all of humanity. Imagine, just imagine for a moment, like you are on this adventure of God's mission and so God is going to fill you with whatever you need to accomplish his mission in your life so just imagine being filled and empowered by the holy spirit to maybe to be generous or or to pray for healing or to love your neighbor in a powerful way, or to be the the presence and the power and the proclamation of the gospel in your workplace. Imagine being filled with God's spirit to accomplish all these things, to join his adventure. God's mission is an adventure. It is amazing, and it is what helps us to be fully alive to say, yes, this is exactly what I was made to do. And to feel like, oh, this is amazing. It happens when we join God's adventure. Like, for example, if there's ever a time where the Spirit prompted you to, to like really take that step of faith and, and maybe go talk to a stranger or go, go say something to another person or to, to, um, to, to make amends with a person, and you're so nervous and shaky. You got that like butterflies in your stomach before you go and do it. But as soon as you've done that, what happens? Wow, that was amazing. I want more of that. I feel so alive right now. To be fully alive, we need to jump two feet in to join God's adventurous mission to the world. This is adventure and it is amazing. Your life is meant to be engaged in the great adventure that is living for God. But in all these things, restoration, transformation, and adventure, I also realize and I experience for myself that there is a tension between the now and the not yet. Right? So we, we do have a completed action in Jesus, but there is also an ongoing activity. For example, the book of Ephesians, the first half of Ephesians, chapters one to three, Paul, all Paul says is, this is who you are in Christ. You are holy, you are blameless, you are this, you are that. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. I don't always feel like that. And I certainly don't always behave like that, but that's pretty cool that that's my identity and then the last half of the chapters four to six of Ephesians, Paul says, and so now that you know who you are in Jesus, this is how you act like it. This is how you, this is how God will change you. And so we have both that, that present now, this is who you are. You are fully alive. And then there's the ongoing not yet. You are becoming more fully alive day by day by day. You already are fully alive but you're also becoming fully alive. And so in Jesus, you are restored. Because you stand in Jesus, you are restored with God and with these other relationships, but you are also being restored. And in Jesus, you are transformed. You are a new creation, but you are also being transformed day by day. And in Jesus, you are filled with God's spirit. You are filled with his adventurous, missional spirit. But you're also being filled day by day. And so when it comes to being fully alive, we have this desire and we have this movement towards shalom and wellness as God intends. But there's also a level of patience. That it takes a level of trust that it takes, and so I kind of I thought I would close today by reading a poem of all things. Um, I I don't speak French very well, so I'm gonna butcher this name, but it's Pierre Teilhard de Chardin is the is the name of the poet, and uh, and it's a poem called Patient Trust. And so let me read this to you. I would just invite you right now to wherever you are to just to sit back for a moment, maybe close your eyes, take a deep breath and listen to these words of this poem. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability. And that it may take a very long time. And so, I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say, grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make you Tomorrow, Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. And I love, the line I love from here is, is don't try to force these things on as though you could be today what time will make you tomorrow. You are on a journey. And you may not be where you want to be on this journey, but you are heading there. You are one day closer than you were yesterday. And it is only the time and the patient, loving, work of Jesus that is going to bring you to the sense of feeling the full aliveness that God has meant you, uh, means for you to be, even though you already are right now fully alive. And so maybe you're sitting there, maybe you've gone through 2020, and you're here at the beginning of 2021, and maybe you feel a bit dried up. Or, or maybe you've just experienced some really difficult things and you're feeling maybe a bit worthless. But Jesus is here for you this morning and he wants to water your thirsty soul. He offers you restoration, transformation, and adventure. And he is the only way you will feel truly, fully alive. And when you are fully alive, you are full of contagious hope. But this contagious hope, it comes from a place of rest in what Jesus has accomplished for you in his life and death and resurrection and ascension. He has done this on your behalf, and so you can cease your striving. There is nothing you can do today to make God love you any more, and there is nothing you can do today to make God love you any less. He loves you, and he is faithful to his promise to continue this good work he began on you that day you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And when we cease our striving, when we are able to rest in the finished work of Jesus, people around us say, I want that too. (laughs) You just seem so peaceful. I want that peace. And so yes, there is both a now and not yet aspect to being fully alive. But Jesus invites you today to continue that journey with him, trusting that day by day and moment by moment, he will bring his life into our very heart. And so I'd just like to end with maybe 30 seconds of silence and ask you the question, do you feel spiritually or relationally dehydrated this morning so I'm going to invite you for 30 seconds to turn to God with a very simple prayer water me Lord water me Lord you may even want to turn your palms up in this posture of receiving and just allow his life and his rest and his hope to fill you so let's take 30 seconds to do that And then I'll close in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I love the fact that you offer us life and life like we never dreamed possible. And I pray God for those today who are just crying out within their spirit to feel fully alive would you fill them with your presence and would you lead them to those places of restoration and transformation and adventure i thank you that everything that needs to happen for us to be fully alive has already happened you have already done it lord thank you that it is an accomplished finished work and i pray god that today you would breathe life into us water our souls, that, that this water you promise will flow from within us to other people, Lord. And we start by just bringing ourselves to you and saying, here we are, your people. And we come to you, some of us come quite broken and cracked and some of us are a little further in the journey have experienced a level of healing, but we want more or we need more healing wherever we are on that journey, God we come to you humbly and say water us heal us fill us and use us for for not only for your glory but but in the way that that's going to make us feel that the life that you offer lord and so god i ask for your blessing to be upon every person here at thrive church I pray that you will fill us all with your amazing spirit and help us, God, to, to be bold and courageous to walk in restoration and transformation, Lord, and, of course, the adventure you offer. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Jesus is
1: Big hand, a big shout in this place together right now. I want to thank Pastor Nick for a powerful, powerful message today. And he was talking about how Jesus is the one who brings us connection connection to God, connection to one another. He's talking about how sin is in fact the opposite of that. Sin disconnects us, disconnects us from God, disconnects us in terms of our relationships. And because of Jesus Christ, we have a way to get connected with God again, even when sin had played a role in bringing havoc and damage to our lives. Because of Jesus Christ, how he died on the cross for our sins, how he rose again from the grave. There's forgiveness for our sins. There is peace with God. There is hope for eternity. And if that's you in terms of you realize that you need that forgiveness from God, you need that peace that only God can bring, you need that hope that is bigger than whatever your circumstances are right now, then I want to encourage you to accept Jesus Christ into your life. And the way you do that is as simple as praying a prayer. And you can find a prayer that you can pray to receive Jesus into your life by going to this link that you see on your screen right now. If you see the chat room, there's a link that you can press that'll take you to a prayer that you can pray. Also on your screen, there's a QR code that you can use your phone to snapshot or to scan right now and it'll take you to that same prayer and you can pray this prayer on your own or if you would like someone here on our Thrive team to pray this prayer with you, you can always email us at info at thrivechurch.ca let us know how we can get in contact with you and someone on our team would love to pray this prayer with you to invite Jesus Christ into your life. It is the most awesome prayer you could pray. It's not about what we do, it's about putting our trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us so that we could have forgiveness for our sins so that we can become children of God so that we can have hope not just for tomorrow but for forever and so if that's you encourage you to make the most out of that opportunity to receive that prayer and to pray it with someone else praise God. Well, with that in mind, that brings our service to a close today. Make sure you sign up, those who are new to Thrive, for our Meet the Pastors event. Uh, Sign up for small groups. uh, Sign up for baptism at mythrive.info. Let me just pray a quick prayer for you as we end off our service today. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he rose again from the grave, we have a way to be connected with you again. That because of you, we have hope not just for tomorrow, but for eternity and it's not just something for us but it's a contagious hope that we can spread to others and so God we pray for every single person here because of Jesus Christ they can have hope we pray father God that we would receive all the hope that you're here to give and we would spread it to the people around us we pray all of your blessing your protection your favor your 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 provision your presence your rest wisdom strength courage joy and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. We thank you, we give you praise, knowing that because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he rose again from the grave, the best is yet to come. We thank you in Jesus' beautiful name we pray, amen. Would you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Oh, come on, there's more in you than that. Give God all of your praise in this place today. You guys are a beautiful church inside and out. That's it for us. We'll see you guys next week here at Thrive Church Online. Go to mythrive.info for all of your next steps. We love you guys. God loves you. We'll see you guys really soon. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you for the powerful message, Pastor Nick. It is indeed a message we can take with us in the week to follow. Now the announcements. If this is your first time visiting us, we would love to hear from you. Text news is 604 285 and we want to connect with you and we will mail you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Like Pastor JB mentioned earlier, if you'd like to pray the prayer to receive Jesus into your life today, simply visit mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today. You can also text "belief" to 604 285 and we'll send you a link right away for you to pray this prayer. If you've received Jesus into your life and would like to get baptized or find out more about baptism, simply go to mythrive.info forward slash baptism to sign up. If you're not yet part of a small group, I really encourage you to join one today. A small group is one of the best ways to grow your spiritual life. You can discuss challenges, praises and questions with other Thrivers. Let's be intentional to connect with one another and support each other. To sign up for a small group, simply visit mythrive.info today. Last but not least, Meet the Pastors on Zoom will be happening next Sunday, January 17th. If you recently joined us or would love to meet our pastors, you can sign up today at mythrive.info. That is all for the announcements. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're blessed by the ministries here at Thrive, don't forget to give your offerings online at mythrive.info. It was such a pleasure spending this time with you. Have a wonderful week and we will see you again next week at the Thrive Church online. Stay blessed and healthy and remember you are always in our praise.